You're listening to the Influencer Podcast, episode number 57. Before we dive in, I want to give my warm appreciation to our reviewer of the week, and that is Diana True, and she says, listen to this podcast. I can't even begin to explain how encouraging it is to hear someone weekly that has set up her own success as a creative. I started a marketing company about a year ago, and every time I feel discouraged, when it rains, it pours, right? Julie always has a way to motivate me and to keep me pushing. And the guests? Wow. She has led me to follow even more people that are extremely inspiring. Thank you so much, Diana. I am so glad this podcast has helped you not only dive through some of those moments of when it rains and pours for you, but also to connect with our amazing guests. I agree with you. I think that they are fantastic, and I'm so glad that you now know them and you can connect with them as well. I want to hear from more of you who listen in each week, so make sure to subscribe to the Influencer Podcast on iTunes and give us a review so I can highlight your review in an upcoming episode. Make sure to screenshot this episode on your phone and tag me on your Instagram story at Joel Solomon, our guest at Melissa Wood Health, and hashtag the Influencer Podcast to let me know that you are joining in today, as you know that I love to share those screenshots on my story too. Last week, we celebrated our one year on the air with some of our favorite guests who have come on to share their biggest takeaways and wisdom for growing an online influence in 2018. The 100th episode was truly amazing, such incredible feedback, and so many amazing pieces of insight all wrapped up into one show. So definitely go back to that one after this week's show if you have not listened to it yet. And this week, it is back to our routine with another fabulous guest. Melissa Wood is joining us from New York City, where she works as a certified health and wellness coach and yoga teacher whose mission is to guide people to a place of loving and accepting themselves. I absolutely love Melissa. I love this episode. She is truly a light and she will make your day so much greater and more beautiful than it already is. So I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hello, influencers, and welcome to today's episode. One look at this week's guest Instagram, and you'll know she practices what she preaches. Melissa is a beautiful, positive, beaming light of health, and I can't wait for you all to benefit from her presence today. I'm talking about Melissa Wood, of course. Melissa has been featured in Forbes, Women's Health, Mind Body Green, and has worked with influencer superstars like Danielle Bernstein and mega companies like Well and Good and Birdie. And that is just the short list. Alongside working directly with clients, Melissa is an influencer who shares her daily workouts and practices on her Instagram page, along with running her company, Melissa Wood Health. A wonderful mama to one and almost two, wife, yogi, and plant-based woman, Melissa is joining us to talk about her story and how she navigated to loving herself and aligning with her business along the way. Get ready for a heartfelt and loving show, everyone. Hi, Melissa. I'm so excited to have you on today. I know this has been a long time coming. I reached out to you, it seems like forever ago, to have you on, and um, I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, and I, I've i shared this on social media, but I truly manifested to be a guest on your podcast, so... I love that. Well, I want to, I will have to talk about manifestation then today and, and, and dive into that. But you are, yeah, you're, you're someone that I've been following. And I want to say, I don't, I think I might have been following you first. Somehow Lauren Everts from the Skinny Confidential yeah. was, I remember her telling me, like, Melissa's amazing. I've been following her. Um, but I, I, I just, I love not only the content that you create and what you put out on your Instagram, which we will talk about today, but really the purpose behind that. And I feel like who you are at your authentic core just shines through the work that you do, because I can tell that you are truly now aligned with what your purpose is. And I'm so excited to dive into how that came about and how you were kind of able to discover what your unique influence was and then share that to the world. 
Ah, thank you so much. I can't tell you what a compliment that means to me from, you know, just coming from the girl who struggled with this for so long. So I'm so excited to share that component of it because it's, it was really that piece that got me to where I am and to like really being myself. So yes, thank so, you. Of course. And that's, I kind of want to dive in. Like I, I, you know, you can definitely just kind of start from where you think, you know, this shift started happening, but I know, and I think I might've read it on an Instagram post that your husband was kind of the catalyst for finally being like, Hey, you're not doing what I know that you want to do and what I know that you can do. You need to start doing it. (laughs) So I would love just to kind of hear about your journey a little bit and, and how, you know, how you got to today. Okay. It's funny. I, I was like working on sharing something on Instagram pretty similarly, like around that topic today. And I like, I like couldn't find the words. So whenever I feel that way, I leave it and I walk away. I try not to force anything, but that's, that was actually, it brings me back to a place where this was before we had our son and we were just dating. And I, I had known Noah for years before we started dating, I worked for him and, you know, I knew his girlfriend, he knew my boyfriend. It was like, we just knew each other for years. And so once we started dating and, you know, I was with this person who is so driven and so ambitious, but not only that, he loves what he does and he wakes up every day and he's so like just motivated and excited to go to work. And I, I saw that and I didn't have that at that time. And I was like, I used to ask him questions. Like, I'm like, do you ever wake up and wish like, I wish I was doing something else or I don't want to work. He said, I never feel that way. Like I chose work that made me get out of bed every day. So it, you know, I feel like when you're with someone who is that inspirational and like has this massively successful business, it like, it kind of made me feel bad about myself. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing things that I don't love to do. And I know that there's something deeper inside of me that I have to share, but I was so afraid of myself. I was so tripped up on my fears and I let that really control my life for so long. And I used to ask him like, like, what, what do you see me doing? Like, what is it that, you know, that, um, that you could see me doing in the future. Or I, and I would just like tell him all the time, like I'm struggling with this. I'm really having a hard time. I'm not finding my thing. And he would just say, he's like, Melissa, like there is no one who can give you these answers. Like you have to just be, you have to just live. You have to just like pay attention to what really gets you excited in life. So I was like looking for him to give me every single answer in life because he's so smart. And I was like, you know, I was, I'm so inspired by him, but he never did. And and I am so thankful to this day that he, it's not like he was like picking up the phone, like making all these calls and trying to get me managers or anything like that. He just let me like sit in the discomfort of it, which was so hard. And I was, I almost was like angry about it. And then it, it was really after, like once I became pregnant, And I I just, it was like something just shifted in me. I really started to just honor myself in a way that I never did before. And it was like, I mean, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, like Mm -hmm. this is it, honey. You've got to step up to the plate and you can't be afraid of yourself and like what you love and sharing it. And that was a huge, huge turning point for me going through pregnancy and then obviously having my son. And when that kind of happened, um, was it kind of what really brought you into this idea of, you know, wanting to kind of, you know, I'm going to say like be on the forefront, especially with Instagram and social media, you know, of this wellness movement and really wanting to be able to help those that follow you and those in your community really achieve their goals with health and with wellness. Where did that shift happen? Yeah. So that shift happened when I started sharing my struggles and the the piece of me that, that wasn't so perfect. You know, I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist and that was what held me back and was so debilitating for so long is I wanted to appear as this girl who had it all together and, 
you know, could give you all the right advice. And then once I started sharing, well, actually how I got here is from being in a place where I hated myself, where I looked in the mirror and I only saw things that I needed to fix and that I didn't like about myself, which, you know, really brought me to a horrible place in myself. I had an eating disorder for years that I hid from everyone. Nobody knew. I suffered from horrible acne. So it was like I was internally struggling in all of these, in, in, in all of these ways. And, and once I started to just like crack that open and share, I even, I remember the first time I told Noah and he was shocked. He like couldn't believe he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I had an eating disorder. And he's like, really? Like, I just, I never, I would never see that. And I'm like, well, because I'm so good at hiding it. And that like, it was like, I felt like I could breathe once I told him. And then it was like, I told my mom and, and I actually didn't tell my friends first. It was like, I started openly, like almost like publicly sharing it in interviews. And because it, I, I don't know, I was like still ashamed of it. And then, you know, in, in time, it eventually, it just felt so right and so good to finally let out and connect with people who were going through the same struggle. And then how did yoga start playing? I mean, was yoga always a part of your life or did that kind of come into your life um, later on after you started to kind of navigate these feelings of, like you mentioned, kind of like hating yourself and getting tripped up on your fears? Yeah, yoga has always been a big part of my life when I moved to New York. So that was about 15 years ago, I started practicing yoga. And, and then it was after I had Benjamin, I I just felt such a deeper connection to it. And that was right when I started sharing my workouts on the app. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what, let me get certified and just like, see how I like this. And it just opened up like a whole new love and a just a connection to myself, like a, a place of relief and just letting go and like letting things flow through me and allowing things to really like happen as they were. And what has yoga taught you about showing up more intentional on social media? You know, it's, it's taught me, it just brings me back to like being myself and you know, I follow all of these amazing yogis who are incredible and who can do everything. And I used to look at those girls in such an envious way. Like, I wish I could do that. How do they do that? And now it's, it's like such a breath of fresh air just to like get on my mat and show up as I am. If, if my practice isn't, you know, um, perfect that day, that's okay. Or if like, I'm having a, a tough day. It's like, I let that flow through me and it ends up being like always ends up being such a beautiful experience at the end when I just like allow whatever's coming up to really happen. In like a kind of an organic way, I guess. Um, Yeah. Just like letting it be like not, um, trying to have the perfect flow. And I mean, I, I used to try to do that and now it's like, I just let it be. And like my movement is a little different than, a lot of traditional yogis and I'm cool with that. Like I'm not trying to be like anybody else. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale, This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business 
business for sponsoring the show. And where do you think was the mind shift for you if you if you can recall the moment or the yeah. time that you because you, you kind of and I know that you mentioned like having your child, but for so long you were you know, kind of seeing other people do this online, right? They were kind of living the life that you wanted to live. They had this yeah. great online, you know, wellness presence. They were, you know, um, really teaching people through either their, um, you know, the the uh, fitness that they would post on social media or the food that they would post on social media and how they kind of curated that. And you weren't doing any of that. So when did that moment, was it, you know, do you recall like the time or the year that, or was there a day that you just kind of said, you know what, I'm, even though I'm fearful, I'm just going to step into this. I'm going to post this, or I'm going to just start doing this and see where it goes. You know, I, I definitely, there wasn't like one specific day, but it, it was an accumulation of working with a lot of different people. So I started working with a business coach. I had a health coach who was a, a life coach. And I really, I started connecting to my meditation practice. So committing to it, showing up for it every single day, especially the days that I didn't want to do it. It became something it was like, I'm doing this no matter what. And it was just in time. It was like layers started coming off of me and I, I just got so much more comfortable, but I, I, I was comfortable, comfortable by being uncomfortable. So Mm. sharing myself more made me uncomfortable because I wasn't comfortable on camera. And when I say that to people, I'm like, you don't understand. Like I used to have my girlfriend, Alice come over to my apartment and she would film me doing almond milk videos and all of these videos. And they were painful. And, and I say that with love, like not judging myself. I was so uncomfortable. I like was trying to be that girl who was so cute in her wellness videos and like everything was like perfectly on point. And then as soon as the camera turned on, I was like, uh, I was like a robot and I couldn't be myself. So it's, it was through showing up and doing the things that made me the most uncomfortable, which at the time was meditating every day. It was like sitting in meditation was so uncomfortable for me because I didn't think meditation worked for me. So that was like a huge turning point. And then what do you think, um, when was kind of the turning point that you, cause I mean, I know that you've been featured in mind, body green and well and good and Forbes. I mean, Forbes wrote an article, you know, a, on you talking about how to build a career that you love, um, which yeah. I would love to kind of dive into that. But when sure. did, when do you think that, you know, other people started really noticing your authenticity and started wanting to follow you and wanting to learn more about you and kind of be a part of your community? The, the more, the, the less that I started giving a shit about what other people thought of me because I I cared too much. I cared way too much. And I was so self-conscious what like, uh, my mother-in-law's friends are like, you know, it was just like everything. I was so afraid what people would think of me if I shared that I had an eating disorder and like, I wasn't this girl who they thought I was. And once I just tapped into, and, and, It actually had to do with like, even with Noah, like not caring what he thought about that and just doing it and just going against what a lot, a lot of advice people gave me. And I just went with like what felt right for me. And every time that I opened up a little bit more, it was like, I, I would have people reach out to me that were so grateful and like, thank you so much. You don't know what you sharing this did for me. And I'm like, it just helped me along the way. Like the more that I connected and to talk to people who were in that struggle, it was like, I was just like off to the races. <laughs> it was like, like even my coach that I worked with years ago, we still keep in touch. And she's like, I just can't believe you right now. Like you're doing all of the things that we talked about. And mm-hmm. it took me a while. It took me a long time to just lean in, to continually lean in to the things I knew were my calling. I felt it, but I was so afraid of it. And it's, it's, I mean, I have so many practices that I do and rituals that have helped me. And I just like, even now, like before I turn on this podcast, I'm like, ah, a little nervous, but I do it. And I show up because I know it's, 
it's truly like what my heart desires is connecting in this way and sharing it on a deeper level. And could you share a little bit more? Cause I know that you mentioned, I mean, obviously yoga and, um, really, you know, living a healthy, you know, plant-based, um, yes. life is a big part of your routine, so to speak. What other routines that do you have, um, you know, meditation you mentioned, are there other ones that you have each day that you can really kind of set the intention or set the balance for, for the day, especially for moms out there? Because a lot of times, yeah. you know, us moms, sometimes we can kind of lean in so much to where like, we're like toppling over, you know? Right. And of so course. really to kind of balance that, um, what could you share with us today? So I, after I meditate, I read my lesson of a day in A Course in Miracles. And I've been mm, a I'm, student. Yes. Do you read the course? I'm reading it right now. I'm obsessed yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. And I've, I've been reading this book for years. I've actually never finished the text, and that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I do my lesson every day, and I take a, you know, a crack at the text when I can, but it's, I'm not like, it's not a race. I'm just, I love it so much. It's really changed my life. It's changed my perspective on the way that I look at the simplest things within myself, within my day and especially my challenges. And so after my meditation or, you know, like for instance, I, I like to keep it very real because as much as I say, meditate every day, are there days once in a while that Things don't happen the way that I would like, of course. So on days like that, I um, say that I didn't have an opportunity at this point to meditate. I'll read my lesson of the day and then I'll just say a prayer. And I, I say these, I ask these four questions every day and they are, where would you have me go? What would you have me do? What would you have me say? And to whom? So instead of relying on my own strength to move through the day with ease, I'm putting it out in the universe and I'm asking whatever you connect to, if it's God, uh, the Holy Spirit, anything. And I, to me, it's a higher power. It's just like releasing that and knowing that and trusting that whenever I, I say that prayer, like things just shift in a way that they, they wouldn't if I didn't. And I know that because I have very different experiences from like the, the days I meditate and do my practice compared to the days that I don't. And I, I love that prayer. Mary, I learned that from Mary Williamson and it's been such a life changing, um, part of my practice. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, You're welcome. And I know that we've talked about challenges already because you were saying that you yourself, you know, you went through that, that stage of, you know, kind of comparison and, you know, the comparison kind of keeps us away from doing the things that we're truly meant to do and what we're truly passionate about doing. Um, And how has kind of learning how to, I don't want to say overcome that, but learning how to kind of like flow within that um, obviously helped you kind of get to where you are today and cultivate your tribe. And of course you, you know, you're, you share the way that you share in your content, especially on Instagram so beautifully is what allows you to kind of connect to your audience. Um, but also you had mentioned with challenges, you mentioned comparing, but then you also mentioned, um, saying no to partnership. So I would love if you could kind of share with us, um, some examples of that, of when you did start to kind of grow, um, as a brand and as an, you know, grow your influence. Um, how did you learn to say no to certain partnerships that might not have been the right fit? Um, and how did you really start to empower yourself by saying no? Yes. So I will, I would love to share that when I was in that space of heavily comparing to the point where it was like, I couldn't get past it. I started unfollowing with love. And I really mean that not in like a jealous, spiteful way. All of the people that gave me this reaction Mm. that I got this weird thing. It was like, I, I unfollowed them. Yeah, and it wasn't about them. It was about no, what you was, needed. Yeah, exactly. It had nothing to do with them. They were great. I just couldn't get in my own space while I was watching them because I think one thing in this, I, I see this all the time. There's like the people who are kind of like piggyback on everything. Mm-hmm. And then there's the creators. They're the ones that like, they don't care that that person's doing that this month. It's like they do what is 
authentic for their community and like what lights them up, not what lights every other person up in this space and then, you know, make it their own type of thing. And that like that allowed me to find my own thing where I wasn't like constantly searching for them. And then, you know, through the the partnership piece of it, I did a lot of partnerships in the beginning because I was so eager and excited to have people reach out to me to do partnerships that weren't right. And people know they can feel it and it's, it shines right through you. You can do, you just know you get no response and it's like crickets when you share that. And then I promised myself, like I never moved into this space for, for money. If, if I was doing anything for money, I probably would have stayed as a cocktail waitress and like modeling because I was making the most money doing that. So I, I said, I will only do the things that speak 100% true to me. I won't do anything without trying the product, especially if it's, um, anything in, you know, in the the food business or supplements, I have to experience it for, for myself and really love it. Not just like it and be like, ah, it's okay. No, I have to love it because I don't want to share anything with anyone that I don't love myself because then people are not, they're never going to trust you. And I see that so much where people are, it's like, you know, it's ad after ad after after ad and not that they can't love it, but sometimes it's like, it doesn't resonate. And I, you know, I always let the clients know that in such a nice way. I never say anything about the product, but a lot of the times it's, you know, it can be a conflict of interest with another company that you're working for. So I think it's all about your delivery with, with the, the client and just being really truthful and honest that it's, you know, it's, it's probably not the best fit for you at this time. Mm, I love that. And and I love that the, just the honesty of kind of navigating that because I think that we kind of all do that at first, but being able oh, yeah. to, <laughs> to really notice when you're doing that and, and notice those feelings. I think a lot of times people, um, they don't really in tune with their bodies enough. I mean, cause it could be a feeling of something like I have a knot in my throat or, you know, my stomach hurts, or I feel a lot of resistance around this, or like I wake up in the morning, I'm not excited to have to do this partnership that I've already agreed to do, you know, whatever those feelings are that are coming up, you know, your body doesn't lie, no. <laughs> you know? And so the more that you can kind of be in tune with that, and I and I love that you kind of brought up with just when you started to, to feel those moments of resisting, you really allowed yourself to listen to that. Um, yes, I think I had to. Yeah, you had to. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that you've, you've kind of also, also mentioned too that, you know, the more that you're able to connect to your audience, the more that you can kind of navigate um, – you know, what it is that they, that they want to need from you so you can serve that up. How did you first find out what your audience wanted and needed from you? Was that it obviously a process, but you know, how were you able to kind of figure that out? So this is so funny. And I'm going to be very truthful with this because I loved the podcast and the episode with Lauren Everett's mm-hmm. that she, when she was on your podcast and you know, before listening to both of you about your target market, I had no clue who my target market was. And that's me just being so honest because this wasn't too long ago, right, right? That I was listening to these. I was speaking to all women. It was like I was speaking to mothers, to expecting mothers, to girls at college. And once I listened to you guys and you know, like I, I, I connected in a way like it worked for a while because I did ask a lot of questions. And when I got feedback, I really gave back to the, you know, the, the things that were um, asked most or like what people wanted to see more. And I always tried to make it less about me, 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 and more about like, what can I do to help you or get you to a better place? But after listening to you guys, you guys really gave me something where I was like, oh my God, I don't know what nail polish my girl wears. And is she, is she a mom or is she 23? Like, so I had to really take time. It took me such a long time, but I had fun with it. And then one day I work with Danielle Bernstein from We Were What, and she has two girls that work with her. And 
one day it just like every time I would do something or share something, like I would go to Danielle's and we work out together and the, the girls would be like so eager, like, Oh my God, that thing you that you shared, like, what about, and, and then like, I left their house, I left the house. I'm like, that's my girl. Like, that's who she is. Mm -hmm. She wears all black. She has a boyfriend. And it, like, it just clicked. Like, I was like, oh. And then, so now when I'm speaking, I think of them because they're so enthusiastic and eager to know everything that I want to share. So it's helped me so much. So thank you. And this is me just, like, letting you all know that I don't have all the answers. (laughs) And this is why I, like, am constantly seeking you know, knowledge from others. And it's, it was so helpful. That's amazing. And so have you noticed um, a difference now that you, you know, you've been able to kind of pull from, you know, podcasts that you listen to, or, you know, what Lauren and I mentioned, how has that shift been um, with you being able to connect with your audience more? Literally night and day. I'm, I'm not kidding. My engagement, it's just, it's, I know who I'm speaking to. And like, of course there's, other women in that bucket, like, as you know, it's not, you know, but when you really hone in on the majority of who's like tapping into your, um, into your content, it's, it, it's a game changer. It's a complete game changer to the point where I'm, I'm signing with DBA this week. And like, I, that's something I I can share because this will be official, but it's, you know, I, I feel like when I first started talking to them, it was, it was such a long process of, uh, me really understanding who I, who I am, who I'm sharing everything to, and just getting really crystal clear with my messaging, with the brand that I'm building. And it's, I've become, I love podcasts for the, like just this reason where it's like, I've gotten so much information from being a listener myself and being able to help my listeners and to people who are, who are coming to me for, for information and content. Mm -hmm. So like, I can't tell you enough. I'm not kidding. It's such a difference beyond there's, there's no comparison. That's amazing. I love to hear that because I don't know if you, did you do the growth worksheet? That's on. No. Okay. Cause there's, I have a worksheet, um, that kind of like, it's like a two page worksheet that you fill out. Um, that's about attracting, like finding out who that audience is and attracting them. So, um, some people I take, need to do it. Yeah, but you it seems like you didn't need the worksheet. Like you did it, which is so amazing. <laughs> so congrats to you for that. I took all your advice yes. you know, between you and Lauren on everything. And it was so helpful. Oh my God. That's amazing. Well, I love to hear that. And I love that it's, it's made it, it's made it, you know, I don't want to say easier, but it's made it kind of easier because then you don't have to care so much and it simplifies, simplifies things is, is really what I should say when you really are clear on who you're talking to. It um, really does. Yeah. It just makes it easier. Um, you know, you talked, um, a little bit about, um, challenges. Um, and you kind of mentioned this before that when you really stopped caring about what people thought, like that was night and day for you. Um, how are ways in which just from your own experience, people could, that you could share how to let listeners get to that place of not, of not minding as much. Okay. So, what I had to do is I had to relearn how to love myself because I didn't, I cared too much. I was very insecure. So in the process of coming to this place, I created that the daily morning practice of meditation and that can look different for everyone. I share free meditations on my, on my YouTube channel and I started reading a lot of books. So two books that were definitely like the ultimate shifters for me are you can heal your life by Louise Hay and a return to love Mm -hmm. by Marianne Williamson. And those books taught me, I started looking at myself differently. So now when I looked in the mirror, I would say to myself, I love and accept you exactly the way you are. And I was saying this to myself while I was still throwing up. I was bulimic. I was still purging and I would, I was covered in cystic acne and I would cry. I had, I was hysterical. I have tears flooding down my face while I was saying to this, 
saying this to myself and I didn't believe it, but I would still say it. And it was like every day I said it and it was so uncomfortable and it was so weird. And I had a little post-it that I like kept up on my mirror. And then once I, I started to like get a little bit more comfortable, things like my skin started to clear up and I wasn't purging as much. I was, I was seeking help for that. And it was, it was really just a slow process of taking baby steps of learning how to get more comfortable in my own skin and, and how I showed up in the world. But, you know, I'm actually reading, you can heal your life again, because it's just one of those books. I feel like it's, they can help you at any place, like no matter what you're going through. And it's just like, just a reminder that no matter what place you're in, like we have a power within us that's greater than anything else to get us to a great place in life and the way that we think about ourselves. And I think that when you like believe that and you connect to that and you show up in that way every day, it's, it's incredible what can happen. Mm, I love that. And thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, I want to talk about manifestations for a minute, because I know that you mentioned them, um, that you, you know, you've manifested certain things that have happened in your career, you manifested about this podcast, I would love to know, um, you know, because I know that you've been covered in a lot of media, and you, you really are growing in a, an authentic community. Do you use manifestation for that? Um, do you, do you pitch yourself or do people come to you? Like how, how does the manifestation work for you, um, to really attract those things that you want in terms of your life and in terms of your business growth? Yeah. So for me, it was, it's really both things. I, I remember, uh, seeing and, you know, like reading Mind Body Green and just feeling like that was a community like I wanted to be a part of. I wanted to contribute. So I, I like just even putting that out in the world and like being a viewer and reading and connecting to, you know, to the, the information that they share in their blog. And I remember like getting an email from them, like, you know, you're invited to our revitalize. Uh, event. It's invite only. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe this. And then like the founder reached out to me. He's like Tara Stiles, who I did my yoga teacher training with. He's like Tara Stiles, you know, said that we have to connect with you. You're awesome. And and it's, I think I, I, I'm never afraid to talk about things that I want or about things that I would love to do or to like people I'd love to work with. And I think that when you put that out in the universe and you talk about it with people and, you know, like Tara Styles is so amazing. And I never even thought about it when I was talking to her about, um, you know, I'd love to get involved with mind, body green. It was like, just, I just put it out there. I wasn't expecting anything from her ever. And I think that's an important thing, like to, not to have crazy expectations, but to just like speak about it as if it's already happening. And then I went, like I went to revitalize by myself and I was so scared. I couldn't believe that I went by myself. I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, I don't know anybody here. And then I just talked to everyone. It's like, I, it's like planting a seed. I put myself in situations, A, that were so uncomfortable. I never liked going to events myself. Now I love it. I like to go to events by myself. I like to sit next to people I've never sat next to before because it's an opportunity to talk to someone new and like open up a whole new world of a conversation with it's like another person is another community and like you connect to them and the people that, you know, they're sharing their work with. And it just becomes like such a beautiful cycle of life and, and never say no, like in the beginning, I never said no to events. I would go to events. Like I said, painfully by myself, I didn't know anyone. And even if I talked to one person and it's not about just like, it to me was never even networking. It was just being present and visible and sharing myself in conversations with other people. I think, you know, it's sometimes like the whole networking thing is like such a bit of a turn up, like, Hey, what do you do? Like it was never, I never had that intention. It was just like, Oh, I want to like see what this is like, be a part of this. Or like, I love, I love what these people are doing. And I was, I'm always very open like very open to receiving, to giving. And I think that that just creates such a beautiful cycle for things to continually come in and keep going out for others. Mm, 
well, thanks for sharing. I know that the meditation is kind of is is one of your three pillars of focus. Um, so thank you for sharing with like how you kind of navigate that. Um, yeah, and how we can. And I want to talk about movement and mindful eating a little bit no- more, as I know those are your other yeah. two. Um, you know, we we've mentioned yoga, of course, because it's such a part of your life and and in yes. you and your in your brand. Um, but for someone listening who may, as you were saying, you know, they may have fear around yoga or they may not feel, they may feel uncomfortable. They may feel stupid when they do it. They may feel out of shape, all of those things. How can someone start to tiptoe into the idea of practicing yoga? And are there certain types of yoga that you could recommend for someone who may be just starting out just to get more comfortable with that idea of just staying in, in a movement and in, in a flow? Yeah, I would say, you know, doing things, I, I'm, I'm, I obviously share my workouts digitally and I find that that's such a safe space to learn how to get more comfortable with yourself before you're going to a class where people are, you know, advanced yogis and you just like leave feeling bad about yourself, you know, create a safe space at home and find someone who you love, who you connect with, who you don't, you don't have to know them, but there's so many online, um, work, you know, like instructors who have a presence and share their workouts that like, you don't have to leave your house to get in, um, a practice of any sort nowadays. And I, I love that personally, but you know, there's so many amazing, people out there. And like, I, like, I love instructors, like I, that I connect to their voice. Like I like their voice. They have a very soft voice and a very peaceful, calming energy. Like those are people I gravitate towards. Um, and I, you know, I think starting and like, I'm trained in vinyasa. So like, I don't know every single style of yoga. I don't know how to do every single pose. And sometimes I watch other yoga teachers. And I'm like, I, I have no idea what that, what that was. And, and that's okay. Like, I'm not going to pretend that I know everything, but I think it all, it all really comes down to like the person that you connect with. And I think I, through my own personal experience of sharing myself digitally, I, I find that I've created a business off something that was really just like, I, it was like this guinea pig project where I was like, okay, like I love fitness. I've never been in the, you know, the space of the teacher side of it, but I love it. And I've always felt some, I always felt like something was missing in my practice. Like this is when I was running solely like a health coaching practice. And I, I always said that to my husband and, and then once I started myself and my workouts digitally, it just like cracked open this whole new passion inside of me. I had no idea that this existed. And I think I've cultivated this following because people connect with me. They like me. I think I make them just through experiences that people have shared with me. Shared with me, I, I make them feel comfortable. I don't make them feel like they have to be advanced in anything. It's like I modify, and I, you know, it's like if if this doesn't feel comfortable, like do what feels good for you, and just allowing people to like feel safe and and comfortable in their own bodies. I think that's the most important thing. Mm, I love that, and I love the idea of just starting home or starting wherever you're going to be most comfortable. So if that's a video kind yeah. of by yourself to, to dip your toes, I love that. And I think you're, I mean, obviously I love your videos. Um, and I, I, I love you. that you, you make it really, um, let's see, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, you make it very relatable. Like you, you make yoga because sometimes yoga can feel very, um, unattainable and you make it yes. very attainable and, you know, just like, okay, I can do this. You know, it may, it may not be super easy. I may have to, you know, really stretch and, and work on my flexibility and, and work on my patience and work on my focus, but you make it an attainable exercise. Um, and, and focus. And I Thank want you to, yes, so of course. Um, I want to also talk about food because I know that that is mindful eating is such a focus for you and who you are and what yeah. you do. And I love to see you and your son make foods. I love to learn about <laughs> food from you. And the biggest yeah. thing for, I, I think for me and probably for a lot of, of your audience and your clients are, you know, we don't have a lot of time to prep and 
Yeah. We may not know, we may not have all the education. So what are some favorite foods or recipes that you can share with us today that are super easy, that don't take a lot of time, and that are really going to sustain us for, you know, the energy that we need throughout the day? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll immediately go right to my spirulina smoothie that it's, I just shared this thing that I loved and it's gone crazy viral on Instagram through, I just, it's so crazy to me. I'm like, I can't believe this has become something. I still need to find a way to bottle it up. However, it's so easy to make. You can freeze it and, um, you know, throw it in the blender the next day, but it's, do you want me to give the recipe here? Yeah. Is that easy? Yeah, for, okay. It. Perfect. So it's half a cup of water, half half a cup of raw coconut water, and then you want one frozen banana or just one banana, and you can add ice if it's not frozen. And you want to make sure that your bananas are very ripe and have like brown spots and they look ugly, almost like the ones that you wouldn't purchase. Um, so you want a banana. I love a mixed cup of berries. So you can do one cup of raspberries, blueberries, strawberries, whatever berries you love, half a cup or a handful of baby spinach. You can add a handful of romaine lettuce. And then most important thing is half a cucumber, but you want to peel the cucumber because the peel doesn't blend well. You can keep it personally. I find it really harsh and it takes just a little bit more for your digestion to break it down. It can cause some bloating and gassiness. It's a ton of fiber and 97% water. So you want to throw that in. And then I add one tablespoon of spirulina powder, which for anyone transitioning to a plant-based diet, spirulina is amazing because it's such a great source of protein and iron which is the one thing, you know, people will say like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling really tired or I, I don't know, like, I don't think this is working for me. I always find that incorporating a little spirulina into your everyday diet, you'll start to feel much more energized and have a ton of energy to sustain yourself uh, for the day. And then the last thing is one pitted date. And if you, d- it's, I actually like half a date too, because I don't love anything too sweet, but it cuts the taste of the spirulina. Mm. So it gets rid of that like algae taste, if you know what I mean. And it depends. And the brand of spirulina is very important. I buy Health Force. Once again, I don't work. I don't have any partnership with Health Force. I wish I did because I would be, I mean, they're like sold out everywhere because I, I love the brand so much because it, it's one of the best quality and tasting spirulina. So that smoothie right there, I never count calories. I eat until I'm full and I will drink sometimes three glasses of that for breakfast. So I'll just like keep going until it's gone. Benjamin loves it. Um, it's, you know, he doesn't have it every single day, but he, the amount that he has is like, he lives for it. Some people are like, I can't believe you give that to your child. And it just brings me back to the place of like, this is like, this is like from the earth, like in people are eating animals that have been like slaughtered and killed, but there's no question ever there. You know, it's like, it just, just, I like to like bring it back to that. It's like, look at your plate and like, think of how things got there. Right. Right. And that's what got me becoming plant-based through, you know, I was on Accutane. I had horrible acne that I shared and I was told I needed all of like the Accutane, all these medications and, and nothing was helping me. So I was like, I have to, this is, I know this is something I can help myself with. And a lot of the reason why, like I call my business, Melissa Wood health is because the word heal is in the word health. And I was working, I was working to heal myself and, you know, through these practices, it's like, and not only have I healed myself, I'm helping so many other people. So freeze that smoothie. If you, if you don't have time, you can just throw that in the blender in the morning. I love avocado on rice cakes with Mm. a little bit of sauerkraut on top, which is so great for gut health. Mm. You can add tomato, sea salt, nutritional yeast. Like the best thing about a plant-based diet is like, you will not 
you're, you're not going to feel like you're missing out. Like I never feel deprived. Like there's no deprivation for me when I was eating a high protein animal, um, like, you know, animal protein diet, I was so deprived because I was, I was living like low carb, low fat, low everything. And I was like, so strict. And this is not a strict way of living. This is living in a, in, in abundance of nourishing yourself from beautiful plant-based foods and allowing yourself like what your body needs. Like I, I feel so happy eating carbs. Like I, you know, from someone who was afraid to eat a slice of bread for so many years, it's like, I'm like, eat three slices of avocado toast mm. on sprouted Ezekiel wheat bread and like life is good. Not, you know, and, and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the, biggest, the biggest thing is I have shifted my perception towards food. So before I used to think like, oh God, no, I can't eat bread. It's going to get me fat. Or uh, can you like not add the quinoa in my salad and like just, just the greens. And it was like, I was so afraid of getting fat. Like that's where my head was at. So now I, I never think that way. Um, I don't have an eating disorder anymore. I have no weird relationship to food. And I share that in, you know, in with, with so much, uh, very humbly and with so much love because I know there's so many people out there that struggle with this topic and so many people reach out to me and like, I'm not an eating disorder expert and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing this solely through my own experience. And, you know, it all came back to, it had nothing to do with food. It was mm-hmm. all about my relationship to myself. Wow. So I could keep going on the, I'm sorry, I totally went off track. That's no, like but it's, notorious. <laughs> no, no. Cause I, I mean, that's, this is what you do. I mean, that's why I love it. And I, I love that you share all of that because as you know, there may be people out there that even if they, um, if they still eat, you know, meat protein or, you know, they, they don't want to live a full plant-based plant-based diet, they can still start dipping yeah. their toes into little things here and there. You know, maybe I, I will eat plant-based until dinner or maybe, you know, for two out of the three meals or, you know, kind of whatever that looks like. So I love that. And I would love for you to share um, what some of your other favorite food brands are out there, whether it's, you know, for almond butters or for uh, plant-based protein or, you know, um, that sort of thing. Yeah. So plant-based protein spirulina. I I don't eat protein. I don't, I don't use protein powder other than that. Like that is my protein source as far as powders. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it just goes back to, I tried them for years. My skin broke out. I was really bloated. I found that they, I gained weight, but in an uncomfortable way, like I wasn't at a happy weight with myself. And so I, I personally don't use them, but there are a lot of companies who reach out to me and I'm always like, you know what, this looks really good. I'd like to try it for other people. And like, let me see it. Like what, you know, cause I'm very open. I don't like to just say no, never. Um, I think there's so many brands are evolving and there's so many great things out there, but other brands that I love, I love Hillary's, um, plant-based, uh, burgers. Those are so good. So you just want like a ton of brands that I love. I do. Um, yeah. I love them all. Yeah. I like so delicious coconut yogurt. I like the plain and I like to add either coconut chips or a purely Elizabeth granola in there. I love that. Um, what else do I love? I love, what about the, I have a bar that I love. I'm so embarrassed. I can't think of the name of it, but can I, can I send that to you in an email if I, if I can't think of anything? Yeah, for sure. Okay. We'll good. make sure to yeah, add it on the website. I remember, yeah, Lauren was like, Melissa, what brands? And I was like, oh, I can't I think. Know. I love Rice Dream. I love rice milk, but I do a mix of rice milk, coconut milk. I love to make my own um, almond milk. Um, what other? What What else? Tell me if there's something specific you want to know. I love no, the those are all great. Brand, food for Life. I love Food for mm-hmm. Life brands. Because I think yeah. that a lot of times, you know, people don't even know where to start to look. Like, that's why I love to look and, and hear from people who this is kind of their world so I can, you yeah. know, start to do my own research. Um, so I love that. Um, and I would love for you to share. We're going to do a quick fast five. You actually kind of shared these with me already, but I want to talk about them on air. Um, you talked about, I asked you the favorite person, your favorite person to follow on Instagram, and you said Aaron Foster. 
So I'd love to know <laughs> why, who she is and why. <laughs> She's, she just, this girl, I don't know her personally. My husband actually knows her. She's hilarious. She's so funny and she has, she's not in the, the wellness world at all, but she's just like one of those girls. Like I die laughing every time I like look at her Instagram and it's just like such a feel good, carefree. She has no, she doesn't care. She lets everything rip. And I love that. She has a sister, Sarah Foster, and they're just like, they're hilarious. But I, after I sent that, I was like, Oh, I should have, I should have also said Lonnie Jane. I love Lonnie Jane. I don't know if you follow her. She's such an inspiring plant-based mama, Australian, and she's the cutest. You'll love her. She shares amazing recipes. Her kids are both plant-based and she's just, she's adorable. And then I also asked you um, the best piece of advice you've ever received. And you said, bless the haters, send them love. They need it more than anything. So yes, that took a time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would think, yes. But it, it really is. I, usually those who are coming from a negative place kind of need the love more than anyone else. Yeah, I, I literally will stop for a second. I mean, I had someone comment some nasty, some guy actually comment some nasty thing on my photo the other day. And it was like six photos ago. I'm like, okay, buddy, like, really? You're digging and you're going to comment something nasty from six days ago. All right. But I started writing back and it was so ugly, my response. And I had to, I was like, oh my God, like, stop it. This is not me. That is not how. I want to, that's, that's not the person I want to be. Like it's, I was just being ugly too. So I stopped, I deleted it. I put my phone down and I was like, you know what? I send him so much love because for anyone that has to like scroll through anyone's Instagram and like say anything negative about a person who, you know, I I'm, I'm positive. And that's what meditation has helped me with. Mm. Like to that pause, that moment where you're like, Ooh, that's ugly. Mm-mm, that is not you. Like you do not want to be that person anymore. So I'm very thankful for those pause pauses. Yes, for sure. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to go over was the, you said, I asked you about an app that you couldn't live without and you said insight timer. What is that? Yeah. Insight timer is amazing. It is free. It's a free meditation app and they bring on incredible meditation teachers. And I just, you know, I go on the app and I, I guide myself through my own meditations, but for when I'm in a space where I feel like I need a little something extra, I, I listen to insight timer. Maybe if I'm doing my makeup, if I'm not listening to a podcast or if I'm having trouble sleeping and you choose the instructor, you choose the amount of time that you want to meditate, excuse me, that you want to meditate. And it's so user-friendly and it's, free. It's like, and, and coming from someone who shares things digitally online that are not free, I, you know, I will pay for services 100%, but I stumbled across this and it's, it's such a great app. That's amazing. I'm going to have to check. I've never even heard of it. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes. It's great. Cool. Well, I would love if you could share before we pop off, um, some exciting things that are coming up that we should be on the lookout for where people can find you and learn more about you on social and on your website. Oh yes. So such very exciting news that I'm so excited to share. You're the first person that I'm actually sharing this with because this will be live when this airs. Yes, I know. So I've been sharing my workouts on an app called, it was, was called Fitner and they changed the name to playbook for almost two years. And it's been incredible. I love the guys. It's been such an amazing experience and relationship, just learning how passionate I am about sharing my workouts, um, digitally. And I am moving all of my workouts to my own platform. I'm building out a whole new site on WordPress to create a paywall and share all of my stuff on my own site. And I'm just, you know, this is my year for just like taking risks and going for it and learning how to just own my own stuff and just trust in the process of once again, like not being comfortable working with a team that knows what they're doing. And I'm, I'm so excited to share it. And I'm, you know, I want to share things in such a thorough way and, 
open up a lot about the food component with people and continually sharing my meditations for free there. And yes, you know, eventually I see it as its own app and creating my own wellness app. But in the meantime, I'm so happy to have it on my website and to just go for it. (laughs) I'm totally going for it. (laughs) Oh, that is such great news. I'm so excited for you. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And it will be available to every mobile device, which the app currently, uh, you know, Android's cannot use the app. So I'm like really excited about that because that's like a never ending question. Yes. That is so amazing. And then what is the URL, the website name? So Melissa Wood Health, it will still be the Perfect. same. And it's it's pretty much just revamping and like umping up what I have now. And just, you know, right now my, my site isn't so clear. Like people are like, oh, do you share your workout? So I just want to make everything more clear and what people can really expect from like visiting my page and, and what I'm going to be giving you guys. I love that. And then, of course, your Instagram, which I love to follow, is at Melissa Wood Health as well. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So before we wrap this up, um, one question, another question for you. What does influence mean to you? What does influence mean to me? You know, influence to me is really being who you are and standing behind it and sharing it in a way that's so true to yourself to connect with a community and people on such a deeper level. So it's, you know, like I never even think of myself as an influencer, by the way, it was like, I just really connect connected to something that I loved and I shared it. And then it, it came about to be like, you know, something that was of influence. And I think that when you come from that place of just like being who you are and really loving it and truly just like living for it, it really shines through. I love that. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on today. And if you are listening and want to dive deeper into this conversation, along with a ton of links that we're going to add just to cover so many things um, that Melissa shared with us today, you can head over to theinfluencerpodcast.com to find all of that good information. And Melissa, so great to have you on. I have been such a follower and a fan for a while now, so it was great to be able to talk to you here and to learn more about how you thrive and how you serve your community. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Julie, and I I feel the absolute same about you. So it's such an honor and pleasure. Thank you so much. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com, where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.